Lunar Ceasefire is not recorded live before a studio audience. Welcome to Lunar Ceasefire, episode 29. We're going to be talking about the last episode of Steven Bomb 2.0, Chillateed. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. Just like at the end of the last Steven Bomb, Hunter and Dakota aren't here. Aww. <sighs> typical, typical slackers. <laughs> so... We finally got to see, like, one of the fandom's waifus again. Doesn't look like she's doing so great. The waifu is Jasper? I hope that's what you mean. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody loves Jasper. Hey, Jasper actually does get a lot of love. I, I think it would be cool to see a redeemed Jasper. I just, you know, this episode doesn't show them going that direction. You know, she kind of seemed maybe upset just a bit. You know, I think I, I think I was getting some frustration off of her. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Maybe some counseling can help her. Yeah, yeah. but definitely it, it seems to be pointing in the direction that neither Peridot nor Jasper are going to be redeemed. I know you're still holding out for Peridot. I, I, I can hope for Peridot, but I think with, I think with Lapis, we've got a real indication that she has a shot of maybe not joining the team, but, you know, getting out of Malachite and, you know, living somewhere on Earth and, you know, maybe helping the Crystal Gems out every once in a while. You know, at least that. Yeah, something to that effect, definitely. She seemed rather than the, I'm doing this for vengeance, that she, said she was doing it for at the end of Jailbreak. Now she says she's doing it to help Steven. Yeah, I noticed that, making that direct parallel to what uh, mm -hmm. Pearl said in Sworn to the Sword, which doesn't really seem to make sense. I guess Lapis really does feel a debt of obligation to Steven, so fair enough. Yeah, so hopefully that parallel was very intentional. I don't see how it could possibly be unintentional. That was way too direct. Intentional, yes, it was obviously intentional, but hopefully, you know, foreshadowing. Because I'm not sure if her joining the team is in the cards, but I'd, I'd like her to join the off-cast, like you have the citizens of Beach City. Honestly, I'm not, like, that big on either. Or not either. I'm not that big on any of the other gems. Peridot, Jasper, Lapis, I could live without them. Yeah, well, we got a pretty good cast already. We don't, we don't need to add a new one to the cast, but I mean, come on. We've only basically doubled the amount of gems we've seen, quote-unquote, in the flesh ever since we started. We started with three, now we've seen six. Right. And I, I guess Rose maybe counts a little bit, but so, uh, we have room to expand the cast, and I think people are just, you know, window shopping. Yeah, no, it's understandable. I'm just saying I'm not emotionally invested either way. Whatever direction the show decides to go, then I'll be happy with that. As long as Lapis can finally get a fair shake. I mean, she's had it so rough ever since Steven busted her out of the joint. Well, I mean, she literally did that to herself. People can go back and listen to our episode on the return yeah. of Jailbreak, but I was not sympathetic towards her at all. You know, Steven says he has some issues that he needs to work out. Maybe Lapis, you know, I think she's been working them out. She seems much more focused. I guess she has to be. Right. Because she understands what's important. She doesn't matter. So long ago, when Ms. Sugar did her AMA on Reddit, she was asked if there was going to be an episode with a laugh track. Finally, we found it. Yeah, I don't remember that from the AMA, but that is really cool. So, yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, that part of the episode was super funny. In fact, I could they just do a bunch of episodes of nothing but that? I'd watch the hell out of a Steven Universe sitcom. It'd be interesting. I wonder what kind of wonder what kind of plot lines. I guess the Homeworld Gems would be like the rival school always coming over to pull pranks. <laughs> yes. I particularly liked when Garnet said, Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And the audience is like... <laughs> Uh, stay cool forever, Garnet. 
I thought it was weird that this episode starts with Pearl kind of freaking out, really desperately searching for Malachite. Okay, that makes sense. But it's been so long since Malachite disappeared into the bottom of the ocean that this urgency that was kind of suddenly thrust upon us seems out of nowhere. Well, they established in Love Letters that they had been searching off camera for her. I think maybe the events of keeping it together would have added new urgency to the search for Malachite, because it's like, well, geez, we can't keep Peridot contained, we gotta do something. And also, as the as time goes on, they're gonna be more and more urgent, because like they established at the beginning of this episode, there is kind of a ticking clock on finding Malachite. That's a fair point. They gave themselves a, a pretty good explanation for why now they're stressing out about it. Right. I, I, I really liked Steven's explanation of dreams to Pearl, you know, because I think we've all been there we we have a dream and it was it's so cool to us but we can't find the words to explain it to other people so oh yeah like steven said it's really really boring to listen to somebody talk about their dream it was so boring i literally did the eye thing that both pearl and amethyst do where they like turn their eyes to the side i literally did that as he started explaining because <laughs> i was bored and i was legitimately thinking of fast forwarding ahead in the episode so i don't know once i got in on the joke i thought it was absolutely hilarious because it also worked on me yeah he put himself to sleep right <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of just funny little jokes they tell, I liked Steven flopping like a fish after Garnet puts him into the raft. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I noticed, man, that is one sturdy raft. It didn't, like, bend at all as Garnet climbed aboard. I didn't even notice that. That's a good point. I really like Garnet's magical vest, and she just immediately <laughs> throws away Steven. Just, boom! Not gonna wear this. Life diapers. And then we have Pearl's dream. How could we forget? <laughs> Thank you for fixing my van. <laughs> oh, poor Pearl. Mm-mm. So thirsty. And I just don't think there's anything she can do at this point. Nope. The love of her life is dead. Sure is a tragedy. <laughs> yep. And now she's stuck raising the... Raising her fallen loves. Right. You know, son, is Stephen a comedy or is it a tragedy? Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that that... Maybe weird isn't the right word, but kind of messed up and its own little way that that was being played for laughs, because that was a pretty, like, tragic thing that Pearl was going through, right? <laughs> Poor Pearl. That's okay, we know she's tough. Worst case scenario, she can just fuse with Garnet in front of him and feel better about it. It's true. I don't know, it didn't work out so well for her the first time. Might be risky to try it again. Nah, it's always worth it. Okay, okay. But, uh, the nightmare fuel imagery continues, I mean, it wasn't so bad... I mean, we didn't have anything really, really terrible with We Need to Talk. I mean, sure, Rainbow Courts looked a little bit unsettling with the two sets of eyes, but, you know, for the most part, she's just awesome dancer to finish off a music video. But this and keeping together, keeping it together had some really freaky stuff in it. I'm thinking of, you know, the lapis disgorging water from her eyes and mouth. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it together was legitimately close to being unsettling in a lot of different places, but in this episode, it was just cartoon freaky, which is, I mean, maybe it would freak out some kids and maybe adults, like I'm not, whatever, I'm not trying to say that no one could be freaked out by this, but it didn't, it didn't like freak me out. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think it was presented in a safe enough frame, but you gotta admit, like seeing screenshots of that, it's like, ooh, that is creepy. Yeah, a little bit. And, oof, again, poor Jasper, I mean. That captivity has not been going so well for her. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. 
Not if Lapis is doing her job right. I was actually really hoping that Steven was going to like be angry at Jasper and like attack her and we could get a fight out of it. That's not in Steven's character, but I could hope. That would be interesting. Would he even have the ability to physically interact with her? I mean, she she wasn't going to ask questions. She was just going to try to attack. But um, do you think that we'll get to see more of this ability in the future and we can see how much danger he might have been in? Yeah, so there's no way that they would spend an episode establishing that this is an ability, a thing that people can do without ever bringing it up in the future. So I'm not sure that that particular question is going to be addressed. I hope it is. It's an interesting one. I'm not sure what the answer would be. I'd assume generally in television shows when people are interacting mentally and they have like some physical representation in the dreamscape or mental realm, then it's assumed that if they like get hurt mentally or die in the dreamscape, then they die in real life. That's like the trope. So maybe we're just left to assume those are the rules that are at play here, but obviously we don't have anything specific to go on. Yeah, that is a, that is a fair point because Lapis and Jasper were definitely physically interacting with each other there. Why would Steven not follow the same rules? Right, right. Yikes, though. They are really bad for each other. (laughs) Terrible. I like the joke where Amethyst is like, light years doesn't measure light, it measures... Or what was it? That wasn't it. Yeah, she said it doesn't measure measure years, it measures light. Uh, yeah, that was it. That was funny to me. Yeah, that was pretty good. You think she's about to make a valid point, and it's like, eh, not really. No points, Amethyst, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Close to saying something reasonable and intelligent, but not quite there. Pearl doesn't get tired, she gets results... I wasn't sure if we were legitimately supposed to find that cool or if that was supposed to be a joke. I like it either way. I think th- I think that's I think that's more boasting. I, th- I think that's what that was. No, I mean from the writer's perspective, if they wanted people to laugh at that or if they wanted people to be like, "Whoa, Pearl is intense." I hope we were supposed to laugh. I laughed. Yeah, I mean that was more so my initial indication. It's like Pearl, where is this hardcore energy coming from? <laughs> Maybe she could make the next album cover for, you know, Greg's next CD. I don't think she'd be willing to help. I don't know. She could probably make something pretty crazy. You know, got uh, got demons and fire everywhere. Pearl, this is awesome. What is this? Oh, this is my fan art of what I'd like the homeworld to look like. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that would be Garnet after keeping it together. Never mind. <laughs> okay, everybody back slowly away from Garnet. To be honest, I'm not sure if she'd leave enough of the planet to have the uh, gravity for the demons to fly around in. Just start punching and see where that takes her. I wonder how strong Garnet would be on the homeworld. I wonder if she'd be a weaker one. I guess if Jasper is, if we were to assume that she's some type of warrior class and Garnet's stronger than Jasper, then she's still pretty strong. I don't know. I think Jasper is stronger than Garnet, but, you know, Garnet kind of had the fight of her life against her. So she was able to beat her. But I mean, at, at best, you know, they're they're in the same strength category. But I think that if one of them was going to have the edge, Jasper is probably the stronger one. But they're close enough that they can have a fight. Yeah, maybe. I guess the one time they had a fair fight without the use of weapons, Garnet won. So that was just why I was assuming yeah. that she was stronger. I mean, but... they're both very strong and they're both incredibly durable. Sure. But I don't think either of them could go toe-to-toe with Superman, you know, taking it back to one of our previous episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just on a whole other level. It's still my contention that they could not beat a single member of the Justice League. I don't know. Like I said, I, I think that they, they would be able to take out somebody like Batman or maybe even Green Lantern. Green Lantern, absolutely not. Batman without prep time, sure. But Batman always has prep time. 
That's true. <laughs> that That is true. Oh, I anticipated the Homeworld's return, so I have all this <laughs> anti-gem tech on, the, on my utility belt. In reality, he just, like, kidnaps Rebecca Sugar and forces her to rewrite the series. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, they did that on Fairly Odd Parents. Did they? Yeah, they had a... It was just a throwaway th- throwaway joke at the very end of one of the Crimson Chin episodes. They had um, the Nega Chin kidnap the writer of the Crimson Chin. Oh, yeah. Because they they told him that the writer would make sure that the Nega Chin always lost. <laughs> and so, Mom, I'm going out. Don't come back until you bring me grandchildren. Right. I totally forgot about that. Man, this of all episodes to go take us back into a hiatus on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's a that little, is kind of annoying. It's a little cold because, you know. But I don't think we're going to get any real payoff on Malachite until the mid-season finale. But I do think that the mid-season finale will be them dealing with Malachite. Yeah, most probably. I mean, because at the beginning of the season, I figured Malachite and Peridot are going to be our big two. It just depends on which one's the mid-season and which one's the season finale. Looks like Peridot's going to be running around on Earth all season. I'm inclined to agree with that. Which then makes you wonder, you know, what what exactly is the home world up to? Because you know that's going to come into it when we get to the season finale. Yeah, I don't know that the home world... Can we even really speculate about their motives? Well, I speculated that the homeworld, and it's not just me, lots of people speculate that the homeworld is involved in a war with a third party. You know, that would kind of explain why they were able to be distracted from Earth for so long. It would explain why they sent a single ship with a single warrior to face a powerful rebel leader and an unknown-sized army. Yeah. I mean, you saw all the prison cells on that ship. They were prepared to take a lot of prisoners if they had to. But all right, they sent right. was Jasper. And as far as Jasper was concerned, she's only getting off that ship if there's a big army waiting for her. If there's just a few people, just kill them. Right. It just seems weird that if they were not pressed for resources, that they would send so few people. I agree. I really, really, really want to see Alexandrite fight Malachite. I really hope that's what happens. Why would Malachite be fighting Alexandrite? Well, they said it and they said it in Chilotide that that Malachite is a very, very angry fusion, and once that anger takes over, look out. I thought the concern would be that once the anger takes over, the fusion is just going to fall apart. That's not, that's not the concern I got. I, I got that they were worried about an angry Malachite, not Lapis and Jasper defusing. Because I mean, okay. they could probably, all three of them, they could probably handle Jasper. I mean, she could probably cause a lot of damage to the humans if she wanted, but I doubt that she gives a crap about the humans. She, It's the crystal gems that she wants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, that another reason I didn't quite get the urgency was that obviously they want to capture Jasper, but she doesn't really pose a threat to the three of them as long as they're like together. I don't know, she might got tricks up her sleeves, except I don't think she has any. (laughs) I guess we'll just have to see though. I don't know how long this hiatus is going to go. I'm figuring it'll probably go into August, but we can hope hope for a shorter hiatus. Hopefully it's not long. I guess I guess we should sign off then. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. And we will see you all later. Leave us a review on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.
You, you're not lying. You're one of the gem fusions on the rampage. Two.